welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. I want to just um, talk to you that about something that is so dear to me and something that Renee did mention that I do walk in um, well, I try and walk in every single day because I know the value of it. And I want to talk to you about your God-given authority, you know, because um, I just know that the enemy is so real and every single day he'll try and rob you of what is rightfully yours. He'll try and distract the purposes and the destiny on your life because of the, the I guess, the mantle on your life and, the, and just the, the, um, the person that you are as a woman. You know, and I know that as Christians, like, you know, we, we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Saviour and He does something on the inside of us. But as time goes on, because of pressures and struggles and disappointments, we can begin to lose confidence and lose faith and step out of our God-given authority. And I know for so many of us, um, you know, like, I don't know about you, but I've had seasons in my life where I just feel like I can just barely make it out of the house today. And there's just stuff that is thrown at us every single day because the enemy knows that if he can stop, you know, you and discourage you and throw disappointments at you, he's got you exactly where he wants you. And, you know, there's a moment in time that I love so much that's recorded in the Bible, and that is the time when Jesus stood before Pilate. And this moment, I really believe, is not only significant for that time, but it's significant for all of us today because this, these words that Jesus said to Pilate are so powerful and so life-changing that I'm reminded of them and, and, you know, and I really want to speak this over your life tonight. And so in John chapter 19, this, you know, it's, Jesus is in a room and he's about to be convicted. He's... He's got, Pilate, um, he's got Pilate in front of him and the room is full of soldiers and the Pharisees and the priests and spectators and people just looking to see what's going to happen. And there is Jesus. He's bound, he's chained and it's just not a good look. You know, what seems like um, a tragedy, you know, what it seems like a disaster, it's, he seems like a failure. He's standing before Pilate and they're all looking at him like, are you really the king? Is this truly the man that performed those miracles? Is this truly the guy that raised people from the dead? And in that room, people were questioning that situation. Truly, this cannot be the king. Truly, this can't be the, the son of God. And there he is, Jesus, standing before Pilate and it looks like a total disaster. It looks like a total tragedy. And they're whispering, saying, come on, if this truly is the king, if he truly is the saviour, get yourself out of that one. And what seems like a tragedy was exactly, what he, was exactly where he was meant to be. He was meant to be exactly positioned for such a time as that, so that today for such a time of, you know, as this today that we can now re- you know, realise for our own lives that we've had, you know, maybe you're going through something in your life, there's a tragedy, there's a struggle, there's a disappointment. And, you know, but for Jesus, that's exactly where he was meant to be. 
And, and they were just looking at him and he was just standing there, not even saying a word because he knew that's exactly where he needed to be. And they were looking at him like, come on, get yourself out of this. You know, and he could have. He could have caught in a legion of angels to wipe out those Roman soldiers. He could have you know, wiped them all out, but he just stood there because he knew that that was the purpose. Jesus didn't have a, a, a problem with his identity. He knew who he was. The Bible is full of him proclaiming to be the light, the King, the Saviour, the Lord of Lords. Jesus never had a problem with who he was. He knew that he had to be right there at that time so that we can live in freedom today. And sometimes in our life, we do, we go through things and it just doesn't seem right, but we're in church and we're doing the right things and we just think this, this is just a total tragedy. This is a total disaster. But sometimes what the enemy tries to do, he'll try and make it look really, really bad so that you can step out of your God-given authority. Jesus didn't step out of his God-given authority. He knew, he knew exactly what was happening because he was authority. He had every right to just pull the rug from under their feet, but he just stood there. And I love what he said. He looked up at Pilate and he said, Pilate, not a shred of authority do you have over me except what is given to you from heaven. And we need to speak that to the enemy. We need to speak that over our lives because what happens sometimes in life, what looks like a tragic tragedy, a failure, it really isn't. And if we stay and stand in our post, we will see our miracle. We saw the miracle. What looked like a tragedy, Jesus hung on the cross, he rose again. And because of that, we are all free. We all have this life. We all have a hope. You know, it's because of what Jesus did that he can transform us from the inside out. Amen. Because of that. But they were all looking at him like, you know, he's, surely this can't be the guy that fed thousands. And I'm sure there were talks in the room. Yeah, we were there. We saw that. He performed miracles. He healed the deaf. He healed the blind. But look at him. He's chained. He's bound. You know, truly he can't be the king. And sometimes even in our own life, it's kind of like this can't be right. This was definitely not on my to-do list. Even for myself, years ago when someone said, Trish, you should open up a store, I'm thinking, forget it. I don't want to be in the fashion industry. I'm a pastor. I just want to pastor a church. That was never on my to-do list. But then when I just thought, okay, let's just do it, I couldn't have dreamed of the doors that have been opening and, the, and just the, the privilege to be able to speak into men and women's life and to encourage them and to not only just style them, but to show them the way God sees them, not the way they see themselves. And that was never on my to-do list. At that time, I thought, this is just not right. There's something not right here. And that's what it seemed for, for Jesus. And in, you know, because there's a difference there's a difference between, you know, man's authority and God's authority. Man's authority just builds up self, true? It's dictatorial, it's controlling, and its spirit is just, it works out of a selfish spirit. But God's authority is, you know, to build up others, and it encourages and it leads. And, and in First Peter, the Bible says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. 
for he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And you know, I know this seems pretty tough, but you know, this conference is about inside out because the enemy, if he can mess you up on the inside, he's got you where he wants you. And half the time, our fight isn't with people. Our fight isn't with our girlfriends. Our fight is with the enemy. He's the one that is trying to, to lure you in, to break up relationships, especially relationships that, that we've met each other in church life. I mean, these are heavenly relationships that God wants us to nurture. And the enemy will do whatever he can to stop, to, to, to just prowl around, to get you to step out of your God-given authority. You know, because the Bible says where there is unity, then God commands a blessing. And we've just got to be on guard because that's what he'll try and do over our life. And in Matthew 28, Jesus says, we have all authority in heaven and earth. So therefore go out and make disciples. All, all authority, not just half a cup. We have all authority, girls. All authority. And we need to use that. We need to speak over the situation, not a shred of authority do you have over me except what has been given to you. You know, when we're in the purposes of God, what looks like a disaster is not a disaster. If we stay on our post, if we just stand and believe, we will see our miracle. Jesus stood there and we saw the miracle. We are the outcome of that miracle. So we have all authority. We are like ambassadors. And I love this. I mean, if you know, I have a son who's 24. I know I don't look old enough. And he just turned 24 just last week, and he's a police officer. Can you believe that? Because if you knew my testimony, God has a big sense of humour. Because now, after years of being escorted out of places, it's like a penance. I'm pressing those shirts every week. I'm like, God, are you punishing me? But, you know, my son is so passionate, you know, about what he does, and he's an amazing cop. Can I say that? Because he's an amazing cop. Like, he just loves what he does. And he trained for it, and he studied for it, and I've just seen him just work so hard, and he just is so good at what he does. And, you know, so what happens is when we go out for lunch or dinner and we have our either family dates or mother and son date, you know, he's sitting there at the table, and I'll say, Michael, can I have your badge? And he'll be like, what for? I'm like, just give me your badge. I'm your mum. Give me your badge. So he's like, oh, okay, mum. So I get his badge and um, it comes in a little wallet. And if you just pop, it, pop in like a little credit card um, and just make the credit card stand out, the wallet stays open a little bit so everyone can see. Because <laughs> I'm very humble. So here we are, sitting at the table, and all of a sudden, the minute I show that badge, the service is amazing. <laughs> yes, madam, what would you like, latte? Sure. And they just, I get smiles, they walk past me, and they're kind of like, wow, you know, that girl's a cop. Because <laughs> I style like this every single day. But the service is amazing, and you know, but he's done all the hard work. He's put in all the effort. But that badge has so much authority. Let me tell you, that badge can get him into places that he deserves to be because he's worked so hard and he's earned that and he can just walk in and demand and command. 
And you know, we have a badge and our badge is Jesus Christ. So when God says, go out and make disciples because you have all authority. We have got our God-given authority and his name is Jesus Christ. So just like that badge has authority in the physical, we have God-given authority in the spiritual. And we need to, as ambassadors, to receive it, to take it, to walk into places with our God-given authority. You know, there's people in your workplace that are just waiting for you to speak to them about God. You're an ambassador. Do you know what an ambassador is? You represent Jesus Christ. That's who you are. So even though they whispered, oh, can you believe she's a cop? She's a cop? Well, yeah, I'm an undercover, undercover assassin for Jesus. I chop demons' legs off. I give them feminine headbutts. I'm tough. Don't let this blink fool you. But that's how we've got to be. We are ambassadors. We are soldiers. We are representatives for Christ, for God. And he has equipped us with all that we need to get out there and be his ambassador. When was the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus or just encouraged a person? Even just an SMS, hey, girlfriend, thinking of you, you're amazing. Imagine if you sent that to your boss. He'll probably die. (laughs) They'll think you're just having some middle-aged crisis moment. But they need us. They need us. We have all authority. And the enemy will do whatever he can to distract you, to make sure you lose confidence and courage so that you will not know and work and walk in your God-given authority. And we need to receive that, just receive it, just walk in that. And you know, in Ephesians 6, I love this because it talks about the armour. And as a stylist, let me tell you, that is my favourite outfit. Okay, some mornings I'm in a hurry, so I'm kind of like, quick, just put it on. But it's not the most comfortable outfit. True? Let me say to you as a stylist, when I have a male come in to buy a suit, if I had a dollar for every comment they're about to make, I would have no mortgage left on my house. So they put their suit on, especially if they're a tradie and they're not familiar with suits. You know, he'll put his suit on, he'll come out, he'll look in the mirror, and then it starts. Stretches, lunges... So I just wait. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Here we go. (laughs) Then I give them the spill. Excuse me. Yeah, our suits, they're tailor-made, they're designer labels, they're pure wool, um, you know, and they're meant to be fitted like that because you know you're not going to be doing gardening. (laughs) Suits are worn to present well. You see, like, I'm wearing this so I can present well for you girlfriends, but my favourite outfit is called a onesie. Do you know those one pieces you can put on and then just let everything hang out? <laughs> but in winter, they're not very handy because it's cold when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> armour. We forget to put our armour on. We forget to put our armour on because we think, you know what? I don't want to wear the helmet of good thoughts today. I want to be negative today. I want to have my moment. Or we don't want to wear our bout of truth because if the belt's not on, our pants are going to fall to the ground, true? And then we're going to be exposed, and that's kind of not a good look. 
So, girls, I just want to say that, you know, God has given to us our, this authority to walk in, to have, to own. And it's not as if, you know, you don't have to do your big spill in the morning and, you know, Heavenly Father, I put on my helmet, I put on my shield, I hold up the sword. <laughs> Some mornings I'm in a rush, I'm running out the door, I'm like, anyway, I've got my helmet on, got my boots on, that'll do. You know what I mean, God. He does know, he's God. He can figure it out. But we need to wear our armour because God has given that to us so that we can be empowered through the day. And, you know, not only do we have our armour, but we have weapons. And I love this because where I grew up, there was a lot of weapons. And being of Italian background, yeah. <laughs> like truly my mum's been shot. No, she has, but she lived. It's true. How sad is that? So I'll give you that story another time. But that was my upbringing, you know, Italian, and it's just, it's just not a good upbringing. But a weapon, a godly weapon, is an amazing tool. And we need to understand our weapons, that praise tonight is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. And we need to use our weapons. And sometimes, you know, in, especially in life, we don't want to pray because we don't have time or we feel discouraged. It's okay because talking to God brings healing. Talking to God positions you back in your God-given authority because the enemy will do whatever he can to distract you, to make you feel bad, to make you feel useless, to make you feel like you're not good enough. But let me say to you, something happens in prayer. When we pray, when we speak to God, it's powerful. And it's not like, you know, even there's been days that I'll go before God and I start off like this, God, I don't feel like talking to you tonight because I don't feel good about myself. I feel a bit weak. I feel a bit negative. I feel a bit overcome. But I just know that if I just get into your presence, you'll probably snap me out of it. And I'm sorry, God, that I'm even speaking like this. I sound so disrespectful before you and you're probably not even listening. But if you are, just hear my heart right now. I really do love you, but I just don't like the situation I'm in. So God, can you come save me? God, can you help me? God, can you feel me? God, can you transform something inside of me? God, I know that inside of me there is something that you are calling to use for you, God. So Lord, right now, God, I pray that you will fill me. I pray that you, God, will use me, God. Even though sometimes I feel weak, even though sometimes I feel useless, I know in your um, atmosphere, I know in your environment, I know in your presence, God, that I will be totally satisfied. And then something begins to happen. Something begins to shift. Then you begin to pray like, God, I thank you for my family. I thank you for the gift. I thank you, God, for your authority over my life. I thank you, God, that even though the enemy tries to mess with me, God, that I can just run to you and be reminded that he has been defeated, that you are my strength. You are my Lord. You are my King. So God, when I walk out of this house, God, I thank you, God, that I'll be renewed. I pray, God, for an amazing day. I thank you for my business. I thank you that I'm blessed. I thank you, God, that you see me. I thank you, God, that you help me. I thank you, God, that you save me. There is something powerful about prayer. You should try it. It is awesome. Even if you don't feel like praying, He knows your heart. He sees inside of you. And He would rather you be honest and transparent so that He can shift you from that situation. It's not how we start. It's how we end. Amen? And you know, as women, the most beautiful thing in a woman as a stylist, is the inside, is her heart. 
It doesn't matter. We can make it look good. We can bling it all up. We can put the best lippy on. We can have the best hairstyle. But there's nothing more beautiful than the inner beauty of a woman who knows Jesus as her personal Lord and Saviour. Because when that's expressed out of her, she loves to give. She loves to share. She loves to encourage. She loves to build. You know, and sometimes, like, I just want to say this one more time. That's what the enemy will try and trap. He'll try and mould you into something bitter, something hard. And we need to be real. There's something special about saying, you know what, I'm not doing so well. I need to talk to somebody. There's just stuff inside of me. And sometimes it's just maybe you need a new pair of shoes. (laughs) A walk around the river. Someone to lay hands on you, to pray with you, to encourage you. But we need to be transparent. And this is what this is all about, really, inside out. I know Kat's heart is that we can just be women that are real, women that are just, just going to have a go and say, you know what, I don't want to live at the address where I'm really struggling, but on the outside I'm smiling and praising God, but on the inside I'm screaming, can someone help me? Can someone see me? Because God sees you. God sees you. And that's what I love, even the relationship I have with him. You know, you can run, but you can't hide. And I love that. Just to turn to him and say, you know what? I just want you, God, to just renew me, to to change me. And, you know, and to not be hard and keep my heart sweet. Because there's nothing worse. And you may even be in a relationship that you're not happy with. You may even have an illness. You may, there may be even just, you may be single and you're just thinking, you know what? Life at the moment is not happening for me. But what if God has, you know, destined that for you? So that just to see what you're made of, because that's what it's all about. God wants to build our character more and more like Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus stood before Pilate, I've said this a few times, it didn't look good. He didn't look like the Saviour. He didn't look victorious. But let me tell you, his miracle came because he stood at his post. He knew that he was the authority of God. And even with us, the situation you may be going through right now, God is moulding you. God is growing you. God is building you into that beautiful woman on the inside. You know, the last seven years for myself has been the hardest years ever, ever, And I say that passionately, kind of like, God, get me out of this mess. This is a mess. And I would, I couldn't even put my finger on it. I would just walk out of the house and, hey, and style girls and give away clothes. And, you know, my friends were loving life. And I was like, why am I going through this? But during that time, during that season, let me tell you, when I don't feel safe within myself, I just cling close to the heart of God. And it was the best seven years of my life because when I bowed down to him and when I gave it to him, I knew, you know what, I still feel it. I feel the pressure, the struggles, the disappointments, but I'm going to continue to walk, God, because I know that you love me. I know that you're doing something inside of me. And, you know, the thing that God has done inside of me is a miracle, truly, just like what Jesus went through when he faced Pilate just before he hung on the cross. We all have a miracle in our life. And the miracle for me is that even as a stylist, it's not about dressing you and men and women coming into my shop. It's 
being able to see beyond that, being able to speak life over them, being able to encourage them, the hugs, the emails, the kisses that I get from people. It's not like, wow, look how good I am. It's God, thank you for using me. Thank you for breaking me on the inside that I'm able to see right through that and love on them and encourage them. So I don't know where you're at tonight. And I saw some hands here for the first time. But, you know, I always love to give an opportunity for you to, you know, to meet Jesus or to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. You know, we could know about him, like the Pharisees in that room and the priests, you know, what they did to Jesus. They were disappointed that he was mucking up their religious ways and their religious lifestyle. And they're kind of like, this guy cannot get away with it. We've got to lock him up some way. You know, that's religion. But a relationship with God is relationship is a relationship with God is a relationship. And you know, so I don't know every single person in this place, but I know one thing that I don't want to end tonight without you knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. Because He is the only one that can make you beautiful on the inside. And he is real. He is alive. And, you know, his presence is in this place tonight. So how about we all stand to our feet right now? And, you know... If you just know about Jesus and don't know him personally, I want to just invite you to know him tonight as your personal Lord and Saviour. Because his presence is in this place and he wants to be your king and be your Lord. He doesn't want to change who you are. He's not into that. He loves you just the way you are. But what he wants to do, he wants to just be a part of your life. He wants to walk alongside of you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to build into you your God-given destiny. You know, sometimes in life we can go through things and go through struggles. And maybe, you know, you're, you're like, hey, Trish, I've just been going through so much. And I feel like even at school or in my workplace, just things have just overwhelm me but you know what when you ask Jesus into your life and he becomes the core center he's like there's just this inner strength that is so stunning and that is true beauty as a stylist that is true beauty fashion is fun bling is fun but Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour is true beauty. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.